0: Friends, we are your host, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. We have Jane back gracing our presence <laughs> with <Wow>. her presence.
1: <laughs> All right, episode recap. Let's get into it. This week we watched the one where Ross finds out. Uh oh. Dramatic developments occur in Ross and Rachel's relationship. Meanwhile, Chandler regrets asking Monica to help him lose weight. With a big emphasis on regrets.
0: Regrets. regrets. <laughs> um, okay, so at the tag of the episode, they're all hanging out in the apartment. And... and by tag, she means the opening scene. Oh, did I say tag? I'm sorry. The yeah. soft open. Um, we see them at the apartment and Chandler comes bursting <laughs> through the door. Jane, you're already laughing. Do you want to take this point? I think she I needs just... to.
2: You know, if anyone's on team, not the biggest fan of Chandler, when the way that he barrels through the door and what he's wearing just, you know, further drives home my distaste for him. <laughs> like, and he even says, uh, is there something repellent about me? And I was like, yes, Chandler, like your overall demeanor and your clothing oh, options. Yikes. Why do we
1: continue to ask her back? Ouch. <laughs> Uh, um, me laugh no I get that
0: because he comes like he comes in strong like <laughs> a does. woman just walked through me pretty much yeah. like I'm invisible
1: But then he, she t- he turns to Phoebe and mm-hmm. asks am I attractive and her immediate response was yes Chandler you're you, very attractive
0: can we say she also looked very good in this she did, she did. in this scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, she was like killing it yeah good job Phoebe um, and her shirt as crazy colorful as it was mm. it was like really cool. Yeah. I liked it.
1: Phoebe's on point this season. She is.
0: These, like, last couple episodes, it's been like, all right, Phoebs. Um, So she says, you know, like, anytime I I gain a couple pounds, everything spirals out of control. And this is news to Chandler. Yes. (laughs) This is not the right way to break to someone. Hey, you've gained some
1: weight. (laughs) But it's a very Phoebe way to say it. It is. So it's funny that she's the one that mentions it. And actually, it might be the most gracious way,
0: as opposed to being like, "Hey, Jane, I've just been really worried. I've been really worried about you, (laughs) and I just I've noticed you've gained a couple pounds." Like just a couple. Could you imagine someone asking you to coffee and yeah. like just talking it up with you for five or 10 minutes and be like, okay, the reason I asked you,
2: here... <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you put heavy cream instead of <laughs>
0: speaking of, <laughs> I just want to like encourage you to maybe think about <laughs> <laughs> unnecessary oh, intake. <laughs> that would be terrible. So maybe that is Phoebe's gracious way. I mean, she said it non-consciously. She just right. kind of like. Anytime I put on weight, I start to question, like, everything and yeah. get really insecure. And all of a sudden Chandler's like, oh, have I put on weight? And they all, like, scatter. Yeah. Instant scattering. And Phoebe sort of regrets it. You know, she's like, I should have said that. I'm so sorry. Come here. Give me a hug. And he kind of, like, finally relents a little. And she was like, can't put arms around. Can't make them touch. You <laughs> know, such a good way to, like, just keep the humor going on yeah. that topic. Um, so that was the soft open. So then the first actual scene of the episode, we are in the cafe. Wait, are we?
1: Well, before you leave that scene, um, Monica, yes. who is recently, as we learned, unemployed, mm-hmm. um, jumps up as soon as, you know, the whole Chandler has gained a few pounds and offers to work out with Chandler
2: yeah, to help him lose the, that baby
1: that baby weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baby weight? <laughs> Help like... them lose that extra weight. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so before we get to like the first yeah, official right. scene, we get to the scene where they are on their first workout, and Chandler. I think it was funny, very quick. But Chandler walks out in spandex <laughs> for a guy who only wears oversized things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's <just> very weird <laughs> to see him walk out in spandex shorts. Like we barely uh, just
0: saw him wear a t-shirt that, that was his him. size yeah. when we talked with Nicole right no it was
1: when we talked with Grace
0: yeah so when we talked with uh Grace um we mentioned that she, he finally wore a shirt and jeans that looked like they fit so yeah. um but yeah he is wearing very tiny spandex <laughs>
1: yeah. like long shorts when Monica makes fun of him so He's he like, changes all
0: right we're going to change <laughs> and they're all like half jogging in the hallway trying to like amp themselves up yeah, yeah.
1: Which is, like, so perfect for, like, first workout, yeah! <laughs> you're like, I'm that's so excited! I'm, like, halfway through the workout, you're like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, that's good.
0: Um, okay, so then we go to the cafe, and Chandler's picking up his coffee. He's like, ow, 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 mm. takes a drink, and then, ow, 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 ow. Um, That feeling of having, like, the sore, post-workout sore muscles, Mm -hmm. it can
1: really be, like, debilitating. (laughs) It can be, but, like, you gotta think of it one of two ways. Either you think of it, this really sucks, and why do I put myself through this? Or you think of, I cannot wait until I'm past the point where my muscles hurt, like, crazy. Right. Yeah.
0: Anytime I do, like, I take a long break in between, like, leg and, like lunge-type workouts, and then I do a heavy one, and just the next couple of days, like, it hurts to sit, Mm -hmm, like, on a toilet. like literally the worst. You're regretting, like, it just, the toilet hits you in all the spots where your muscles are the sorest after a lunge and...
1: Well, because you got to squat exactly.
0: <laughs> It is so painful that it makes you want to hover, but you can't hover because then you're working the.
1: You're, you just crash. Okay, but but then it hurts to crash because your muscles are so sore. Right, but it's the worst. But to be honest, once you do squats for long enough, you can hover. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't like public restrooms. Yeah, I used to hover very a lot well, so I, I hover. You <laughs> have to. I always hover over those because I can't stand them. Okay. But, I've like, doing squats that. helps with that, so. You've never yeah. understood not hovering or hovering? Hovering. You don't, like. <laughs> okay, I'm going to feel, like, very Monica right now, but well, well, sitting with Jimmy with such disgust. <laughs> sitting on a public toilet where anybody can sit on.
2: You line it, and then you There's sit. not always liners. So you make one with toilet paper. It doesn't work. I would it does rather not work. do. I don't. I You I've really think that hovered. thin
1: little piece of toilet paper is going to block you from anything?
2: Mm-mm. In my mind,
1: it does.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll agree to disagree here.
0: All right. So, to hover or not to hover <laughs> is the social media poll we'll be putting up this week.
1: <laughs> Especially in light of Corona. Check <laughs> it
0: out in our stories and vote on it. We need your vote. <laughs> um, but I, I, I empathize with Chandler. Just yeah. that post sore muscles. Um, So, all of a sudden, Phoebe comes in, and it's in... I'm making a lot of noise. I'm sorry. Um, There's a lot of questioning as to why this guy will not sleep with her. So, she's also having an identity crisis. So, two friends at the same time are questioning why something with the opposite sex is not happening. Right. So, Chandler's insecure, and Phoebe's insecure. Phoebe's insecurity is also challenged by Chandler and Joey Chandler. No, sorry. Joey thinks maybe he's gay, but I'm thinking we just found out that Phoebe was married to a gay guy to get a green card for him. Wouldn't
1: she sort of know? Yeah, you would think so. So that I, but he turned out to be straight. So, Oh, that's true. That's maybe tr- she wouldn't. That's... Maybe she's questioning everything now.
0: <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, that dispels my argument. Okay. Um, Then, oh, and the way that she points out to Rachel not to look. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, Rachel, don't look. Like, she makes it so. (laughs) So dramatic.
1: Look. (laughs) What is she doing? (laughs) That's so dramatic. And then how Rachel, like, so obviously states, I am over Ross. Mm -hmm. But are you, Rachel? Because you're not acting like it. As soon as the cat comes up, the
0: oh, idea of them yeah. getting a cat together, she loses any credibility she had with the idea that she was moving on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but can we talk about the official cat name and how long it was? And <laughs> do you guys have any animals that you've ever had like an
2: official name for? You do, don't you, Jane? Jane does. Does Dudley have an official name? <laughs> Dudley does not, but I had a cat growing up. His name was Abraham Falafels Marinara Bojangle. <laughs> oh why? why? Tell me.
0: Tell
2: us why. I don't even have a reason. I think my brother had named the cat Abraham, so I thought like I get the rest of it. And so I gave <laughs> him three <laughs> two middle names. She had to just one out. Yeah, I had like a Neopet named Falafel Bojangles, who was also a cat. So I just like morphed the two. I have no clue where Marinara came from. Hmm. I'm sorry. And I was like 12, like 12, 13, so old enough to not be that weird, but it was weird. Have you
0: ever had a long...
2: No. No,
1: No, I had a cat that I kept changing her name because... (laughs) (laughs) No, only because we had like a... I've never heard of that. You need to tell us Only because we... So when I was a kid, we lived... um... Our house was like, we were the only... I don't know, we had like a park in front of us, but not like a <laughs> not like a um like a kids playground, but like just like an open field mm-hmm. um and every year they had what they call the water festival okay and part of that water festival there was a pet show at the like the front end of it and it was always in this park right in front of our house so shortly after we got buckwheat, y'all remember which you buckwheat? all know buckwheat from season one <laughs> yeah um, pictures on social media right one of the one of the um, contest was fav- or best name, and so we entered oh. Buckwheat in the first year. But you can't do it again. So after winning it the first year with his name, the next year we you had, won, we won a contest. Yes,
0: we needed to know this in yeah. season one with the introduction that he's an award-winning dog. <laughs> he is.
1: Um, <laughs> but then my cat so that because my dogs got to name Buckwheat, my mom got me a cat that I could name. And kids don't really have good names, so I named her Ninja, because she looked like a ninja with the black and white or whatever. Mm. Um, so she didn't win with that name. So then the next year, <laughs> the next year I decided I was going to win her. So I named her Gateway, after the Gateway computer box. I was like, Gateway Drive! <laughs> like, where are we going no. here? No, so Gateway was a... Uh, company or whatever is it short
0: for marijuana? No. The gateway.
1: Their <laughs> boxes were um, like cow colored, so like black and white spots. Oh, yeah. And she was a black and white cat, I so I named that. her Gateway. And then I explained it that way, and I won. Like <laughs> oh, it won my best gosh. name, surprisingly. That's so surprising. Her name was always either Ninja or Gateway, depending on the day. That's so I'm, I probably had other names for her, but those were the only two that I remember. And I actually hated that cat. She didn't end up going to the next house with us. I think she ran away. You have, like, award-winning pets. Yeah, we also had a cat named Taipan. My brother named it. What? Tampon? Taipan.
2: Taipan. Might as well be. Taipon. Might as well be. Koi pond? Koi pond? <laughs> I just, like, misunderstand for the next five minutes. Yes.
1: But they never had more than, like, never had four names. Taipan. Is that Japanese, or...? I think so. I've asked my brother where the name came from, and he can't remember. hmm <laughs> He was an interesting cat. Did that cat also win the
0: award for best name?
1: No, he wasn't very friendly, so we never really got to take him. Mm. Well, wasn't a show cat? No. Well, neither was Gateway, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm learning oh, so man. much about you, Llewellyn, just through this <laughs> uh, thing funny. that we're doing.
1: That's awesome. I have a lot of pet stories from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. so... Okay. Well, they'll come out in the next 10 years. Got it. Well, five years. Whatever. Okay. <laughs>
0: She's like, you know, whatever. Whatever. Um, so then we go to the scene where Rachel's on her date. Did you guys write any notes for this one?
1: The I... only note I wrote okay. was the second part of the date. Any... Just
0: yeah, me too. noticing
1: how. Which we'll get back to that
0: yeah. in a minute
2: if
1: you want to wait.
0: Anything on this first? No. For you, Jane?
2: Mm-mm.
0: Okay. Um. So then we go back to the cafe. Phoebe and Chandler, again, they're both have, having their little identity, identity, a little bit, blah, blah, identity crises. Um, but. Joey is encouraging her, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe at the very end—the only thing I had on this was she goes, "Oh, you are so yum!" Like hugs him. Okay, guys, I have a cousin who, like, she's the type of person. Um, gosh, I, she's so fun. Um, but she'll be talking. She's like, you know what? Like, I want my kids to think I'm yummy, so that like, and not in like a. Like, but fun. She's yeah. like, I want my kids to love me and be fun with me. So that way, like. She uses the word yummy. She She's yummy for like a bunch of like that good feeling of like being yeah. with people that you love, you know, or like something that she likes. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, oh, that's yummy. She's like a California girl. Like, it's so fun. I love it. And But like, that's be her. Nice. What?
1: Being nice. I am being nice. I just can't. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm
0: not saying it right because I don't, do like, I don't say it that way. But if mm-hmm. you were talking to her, you'd hear her description and how she uses it. And you'd be like, oh, I get why she, that's her, like, tagline for this mm-hmm. kind of context. But she says, sense, yeah. she says, like, um, like, she'll talk about her husband even. She goes, oh, my gosh, isn't he so yummy? No. <laughs> but, like, but she'll say it for, like, things that are, like, feel good and things yeah. that she likes. But so when Phoebe said, like, you're so yum, I was like, oh, my gosh, that comes from somewhere. Like, this is crazy. Huh. Um, maybe it's a I don't I don't know if I've ever heard anyone else use it like she does.
2: I've
1: never heard mm-hmm. anybody use a yum in that phrase. Yeah. That way.
0: <laughs> well, it's <I'm> uh. <laughs> dying on the inside. I'm over here like, don't make fun of my cousin. I love her. <laughs> um, OK, so then we go back to the date. So now we can chat about yeah, the
1: second half. The only the, the only thing the I, bad half, yeah. The only thing I really made note of was just how good Jennifer Aniston is at playing a drunk person.
2: Hmm.
1: I felt like, I mean, because it's it, it's one of those. I feel like it would be hard to play an authentic drunk person. It is because there's a difference between being drunk and just being stupid, and I feel like. A lot of times people heavy on the being, just being stupid and they don't really show the like authenticity of being drunk. And I feel like all the way from like her hair was starting to fall out, which is, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that, but like her hair was starting to fall out. I didn't. Out. And so you could just tell that she was like getting sloppy, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I just thought was funny. Yeah. I'd give her about an 80% like
0: well done. I think there's some things I'm like, oh, but she did relatively do a pretty good job. Yeah. I would agree mm-hmm. with you. Have you guys ever ruined like a date that badly?
1: No, me neither. I no. don't think so. I you think have I've to go wanted... on them to ruin them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dying. I mean, it's true. You're welcome. Oh man, we need to just like set you up like a matchmaker or something, just to get you on some dates. I know what. What is that? Mulan. <laughs> Mulan. Yes. Okay. Poor I was like, what is dear. that from? What is that from? Um, I loved how she like threw the phone in the bucket. Like oh, when she yeah. was done, she was just like, oh yeah, I'm over it. Like, that was the best closure. Part. It's like, she kind of nailed that. Like, boom. Yeah. It's like another guy's phone. Right. It's like not even hers.
2: You're being a little weird. And by the phone. end
0: of a, by the end of the date, when you're done with the bottle, what's in the bucket of like. The ice is still ice, but there's probably some water in there, too. So oh, you're sure. like, there. it's not good in
1: there. Right. Like, you
0: need to take it out.
1: But, um. like, the fact that the guy got so upset with her, like, you, well, I get it. You want my phone. I'm on the phone. But why are you on the phone on a date with your person right there? Mm. Like, what I mean, are, what's yeah. so important on the phone that you can't talk to the person across? The business. I would argue that,
0: like, maybe they were more than just, like... A date. And they yeah, but just seemed weird. Like on his, you know, like a quick business call mm. or something or, I don't know. Maybe his mom was in the hospital and someone called. Like, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> okay. So then we flash back to the workout idea. Monica comes over and Chandler's adamant. It is Sunday morning. <laughs> this is God's day. <laughs> there is no running on God's day. <laughs> Um, so fed up that, and Monica is so, like, and they they do this on purpose to, like, make the difference between him being so, like, this is Sunday, I'm gonna sleep in, and Monica being, like, woo-woo, woo-woo, like, she's
1: so up here. Okay, Monica just needs a job. (laughs) She does. Because Monica is, like, on steroids when she like she she gets honed in on one thing and so the fact that she's jobless like this is all she's focused mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. and so it's just like it's not healthy for monica <laughs> but it chandler oh yeah. or their relationship <laughs> right right but it's just yeah it's funny because i feel like you really learn a lot about monica in that too like she mm-hmm. really there's three of them going through an identity because she mm-hmm. where she wasn't openly admitting it It's, like, you can see, like, okay, Monica's not okay, (laughs) but Monica's avoiding the fact that she's not okay. (laughs) You know what I'm thinking of right now? I know we typecast,
0: and this is, like, a way throwback to season one, but we typecast Monica in the Enneagram as a one. Right here, I'm wondering if she's more, and I know, like, wings have to be, like, right next to the number, but, like, she kind of reminds me, I think, of, like, an achiever, like a three, Mm -hmm. where, like, she has to be... Like, just because she doesn't have a job, then she puts all of her focus into achieving something for Chandler. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like she's really, like, up in the maybe ante. She's,
1: maybe she's more a 3-2. She was the helper? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's got that, like, <gasps> she's always a help, you might helping be right. People, you know? Look at us typecasting <laughs> later on. We're getting better.
0: I was wondering. I as I re listened to them, I was like, I wonder if later in the season we'll re typecast them differently. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Monica might be more of a three. Yeah. And like you said, a wing two would make perfect sense because mm-hmm. the two is the helper, mm-hmm. and she always has people over. Yeah. Like she's
1: she is she the is host, like hospitality. To and a team.
0: even though she might be an unhealthy one in so, in like some of those ways, I do feel like she very much carries those personality traits. Mm-hmm. All right, this is officially the re-typecast for Enneagram for Monica.
1: Yep, three, two. Three,
0: ring, two. I like it. Um, he walks out of his own apartment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then closes the door on her.
0: <laughs> Makes me think he just, like, traded apartments. Like, he's just like, fine, if you're going to be in my apartment, I'm just going to go over and sleep, like, on the couch or go, like, take yeah. over your room or something. Yeah. Like,
2: I'm going to go to bed.
0: Um, So we walk into, or we come into... Monica's apartment. Rachel is chilling, hung over from, from her date. Ross walks in and is like, eesh, how'd the date go? And she's mm-hmm. like, I think there was a restaurant and I know mm-hmm. there was know there wine. Was wine. Um, so he knows it was pretty bad. Um, did you guys notice Mo- uh, Rachel's turquoise ring? No. It's like kind of triangular. Yes. I- it made me think of you. Yay! Thank you. Yeah. The one you
2: always wear. Mm-hmm.
0: I loved it. I was like, oh, like, I love my turquoise ring so much, yeah. but I was like, oh, I would love one that shape because it's just, like, a little different. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just, I saw it, and it was kind of big on her, I think, pointer finger maybe, but I was like, that ring is so cute, but mm-hmm. anyways, that was just a minor thing. Um, So she can't really remember what happened, but is sort of putting together, like, Ross, did, did we... T- I must've had a weird dream about you. Wait a minute. Did we talk last night on the phone? Did you call me? And Ross is like, no, no, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. just is there to get his, the cat stuff. Cause him and Julie are literally on their way to go pick up a cat, pick up their cat. Yep. And Ross realizes, oh my gosh, I haven't even been home. Do you mind if I use <laughs> your phone to get my voicemails? And she's like, yeah, sure. And goes into her room. Then he discloses, hey, Rachel, you called me. And all of a sudden, it all comes flashing back into mm-hmm. Rachel's mind. Oh, no. I called him last night. And she sprung he's over that asking, couch. asking, like, who's Michael? And then by the time she gets over there on the, on the phone, that's when he's hearing, I'm over you. So there's this big, like, sc- she, like, pounces from the couch onto his back. Like, it's this huge thing. <laughs> Again, she takes the phone and throws it into the sink, which is sort of funny because it's like like a second time of, you know, her mm-hmm. throwing it into the bucket. And Ross finds out. When were you under me? <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, one thing about this moment is like I understand that he's sort of confused because he's put, he's finally putting it all together. I have loved this woman since I was in ninth grade and I'm just hearing that she has feelings back for me. Like I get all that's going on in his mind right now. Right. Mm -hmm. But the way that David Schwimmer plays it is so dopey. He's but like, it's so raw. But w- w- when, when were you under me? Like,
1: <laughs>
2: but it's so raw. Go ahead,
0: Jane. Lay into me. Lay into me. I know you're mad about <laughs> I'm
2: not it. even me... mad. I don't really have anything to comment. I'm with you. <laughs> to be fair, Rachel is also very
0: awkward. Like, when she's on the couch, mm-hmm. she's, like, got her hands in her... She's like, oh, for, like, five minutes, it feels like. Yeah. So, like, they're both very... Like, Rachel plays it all weird. Like, Jennifer Aniston just played that moment really weird, I thought. And then like David Schwimmer just is acting really dopey about it as opposed mm-hmm. to like realizing the gravity of what Rachel
2: has just like disclosed. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it works for me like it plays into the rawness of everything because like, Ross is dopey in general. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> I got her to agree, Luella. It's was like, why is she like shaking her head so fervently?
0: Like, I'm just like, yeah, cool. Like, listen to me, <laughs> sh- agree with me. I'm hypnosing you. Okay, so
1: Leanne might hate me for this comment, but I. I'm not gonna. No, I won't. No, hate you okay, for this so I, I'm not a huge Ross fan. I'm... Everybody knows That's that. That's why I'm not gonna hate you. Okay, good. But. Trust me, at the end, I, I have a comment. Okay, good. I do enjoy this episode. Oh. A... I enjoy the Ross and Rachel dynamic in this episode because like you said like he he's just finding out after all of these years that the girl he's had this huge crush on actually liked him. So it's it's kind of like all I'm imagining is like his brain is just like spinning and like he can't stop and so like, as you know, every time he says something, he repeats it. Like, when did he, when did he, when did he? <laughs> and, like, it's <just>, like, <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> he gets wendity, just, like, when did he, when did he? <laughs> and then she keeps spurning, like, other things, like, oh, well, when did you... Chandler told me what? And, like, oh, mm-hmm. Julie, oh, Julie, oh, Cat, what? And, like, all these little things are just firing. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I personally think it was perfect for Ross's character mm-hmm. because it, it's him. Like, there's no other way he would have done that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I personally liked the scene because I thought it they played it well for Ross and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Like, it couldn't have happened any better, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: I do think as the scene goes on, he gets less dopey about it and more like his brain is like spinning at a thousand like miles a minute. Yeah. It's just at the very beginning. I'm like, he's just so dopey about it. But then as he goes on, it gets like, okay, he's like in like shock. Yeah. Like it's literal shock. Mm-hmm. Cause even when he goes to like answer the bell for like Julie, (laughs) he gets so happy. I'll be right there. (laughs) He's like all like, he's trying to put on this. He's like, Julie's outside. Uh, cat. Yeah. You know, like he's literally at the door. What I, (laughs) what I think is funny is like, he's at the door and he's like, cat. And then he like turns and like.
1: Away. Away. It's the last <laughs> word he says.
0: It's yeah. the last word. Right there, did you guys notice, like, I feel like David Schwimmer barely held it together. I thought he was about to break <laughs> right before he turned. I didn't notice. No, okay. Said, Just but... there's, like, the slightest twitch in his mouth, and I was like, he's, he's like, thinking don't smile right now. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's something about, like, the slightest
2: thing. Huh. Uh, that's one of my favorite Friends, up like, scenes, because I think by the time that Ross leaves for China... I don't know, I was, like, fully invested into the show at about that point, point. and then I think at this point, when, like, all of it comes together, I don't know, I just remember, like, I can picture Rachel, like, going when she finally makes up in her mind that, like, she mm-hmm. likes Ross, and then Julie's there, and I can picture when, like, Ross got Rachel, I forget what it was, it was, like, a, a vintage something, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, all of that just floods back, and... Because that was, it's, it's at this their point, story. that's yeah. seven episodes ago. And yeah. a, an ent- an
0: entire season, but really, by the time he came back, yeah, like it's only now been seven episodes since she found out the mm-hmm. one yeah. where Rachel finds out, The yeah. episode.
1: Um. Okay. Oh. Before we go past that scene, yeah, because I was about to move little on. Small note. Go for it. I loved Rachel's comfy outfit. Her sweater looks so comfy, and then those mm. those checkered, like fleece. What are they called? Pants. With pajama pants. <laughs> pajama <laughs> pants. Yeah. What are they called? Pants. <laughs> it just looks so comfy. Alone. Yeah. And like I'm imagining, like, oh, she just got done from an awful date. She's hungover. Like she's feeling terrible. It's just like the perfect thing to like mm-hmm. throw on and just lounge around the house in. Mm-hmm. And then for this big life moment to have happened, you're like, oh, I feel so bad. But like also, you're so comfy, so just go crawl in your bed.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Anywho, we can move on.
0: I like it. Um, okay, so then we get into Joey's apartment and they watch the weirdest oh, show. What is he watching? Like, they just got done in episode five watching the Spanish midget wrestlers, <laughs> him and Ross. And then all of a sudden, Joey's watching.
1: What are they watching? I don't know. Uh, Phoebe said something like, is that a priest with an electric guitar? Or a rabbi, rabbi. with an electric guitar? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like a rabbi rock band, maybe? Yeah. It's just, they watch the weirdest like, shows. I don't know. I lost the remote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Phoebe, like, turns it off. And he's like, oh, thanks. As if he, like, Could couldn't, get couldn't figure that out. Um, okay, one thing in here that I had to bring up. Because I kicked myself so hard. In episode three, I recognized that Phoebe had this jacket on. I wrote it in the notes and then never brought it up when we were talking with Will and Danielle. And I was so mad about it because I love this jacket on Phoebe so much. It's all black. It's probably one of the like short jackets, but it's got like some embroidered like birds on it and like some floral bird pattern like on the back as well. And there's just something, it's almost like a bomber jacket-ish. I love it so much. It was like my favorite thing that she wore in the episode that we talked about in episode three um, but the fact that she wore it again, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, she wore it again. Now I can like stop kicking myself for not bringing it up that one episode. Cause I've been like, do I contact Llewellyn and just tell her to let me add in like an audio that says I loved it so much. <laughs> so the fact that like she wore it again, I just had to like throw that in there cause I loved Phoebe's jacket. But, um, essentially Phoebe comes in boasting that she finally, like it happened what she spent the entire episode complaining about it happened, and Joey has to break <laughs> the news to her in a way that's unconventional. I mean, he's not really breaking the news, but sort of like, so
1: wait a minute. It's funny because like the way he starts to say it, you're almost like he's about to be like her voice of reason. Like, you're telling me this happened, but then he spins it at the end, and he's like, man, that guy's a genius. And <laughs> totally. you're like, you're an idiot, Joey. Because
0: <laughs> you're seeing her demeanor the whole time, like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like she, and she's like get shit. She starts to moment, recognize moment. like what have I just done? Right. <laughs> like now this guy never has to contact me again cuz I tried to convince him that like nope, this can just be like a thing that's fun. Right. But like she really likes this guy. Yeah. And he's like, "Wait, so you literally convinced him he never has to call you again and and, and he got you to think that it this was a good idea." And she was probably kicking herself. So um. then we go to the cafe okay honestly I think that this is the greatest scene in the entire episode
1: yeah mm-hmm. I would say that yeah I'd agree
0: because their their argument is sometimes TV can do like lover tiffs like so cheesily that you're like there's really no drama here you're just trying to stir up drama so that they can like come together and you feel that like fan like mm. oh good but they've both got some really great points that they both drive home to each other mm. as to why both of them are angry in the situation i think the writers did a
1: really great job at scripting this argument it was a very real conversation like it didn't feel like it was scripted it yeah. felt very like natural Because Ross's
0: argument is like, there was never a good time. And Rachel's like, you had an entire year, one, like since I've like come back into the picture, you've had an entire year and we hang out all the time.
2: Right.
0: And, and his argument is like, okay, but then there was always like the Italian guy and then the ex fiance and then the Italian guy again. Like, she's like, wait, okay. There was one Italian guy. But like, literally, like she did, we've talked about it, how it was upset after upset after upset Mm -hmm. of him pining for her and her just not seeing it Mm -hmm. and, and having guys. Yeah. And yet she's like, why did you never, like, you never told me in any part of that entire year. And so both of them, and then Ross's like statement, honestly, I think the best part of like Ross's statement of like, Hey, I've been doing this for the night since the ninth grade. I think like i i'm I'm getting pretty darn good at it, and it's like so heartbreaking because how many years did he go in between not seeing Rachel before she
2: mm-hmm. pounced
0: right back into the cafe in her full wedding like garb? Yeah. you know um and so they both are like just really angry with each other. They both have their own sides to the story. It's very frustrating because Ross is essentially like, "You had no right to tell me that you liked me when I am like happy." Mm-hmm. Because essentially he storms in. It's closing time, and he didn't get a cat with Julie. Right. It's
1: mm-hmm. the whole first thing. thing he says is, "We didn't get a cat." Yeah. <laughs> She's <like>, actually. <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's.
0: Okay. Uh... <laughs> He's like, no, that's not. Like you had no right. Like he yeah. instantly dives in. And the scene is set in such a perfect, I think it's a great location because mm-hmm. we haven't been in the cafe the entire, well, we had a short,
1: Oh well, no, that's there were lie. two. There were two scenes. There yeah. were two
0: scenes that we had, but it's like, it's closing time. Everyone's gone. They've got to the, pla- the place to themselves. Rachel is closing down, which is kind of. I don't think Rachel is like a key holder in this cafe, so like, why would she be closing down alone? There'd be a manager there, but that's beside the point. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't bear away to like a nice romantic moment. Um, but so she, so essentially, he goes storming out. They're so mad. They're like, fine, whatever. He goes storming out, and I swear there's like 13
1: locks on that door. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, they have to bring the the comedy back in somewhere. So right. There's like all these locks that, which, like, if you think about it, it is New, new York City. Yeah. Like I. A lot of places have gates, so I understand why there would be a thousand locks on that door. Yeah, because it'd definitely be a deterrent to anyone yeah. trying to like get in. I mean, yeah. you could just crash a window, and that'd be quicker. <laughs>
0: right. But um, yeah, so she like locks up, boom, 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 slap, slick <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what is this a superhero <laughs> comic? Like bam, boom, bang. <laughs> um, and 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 so Rachel is really upset. I mean, just like you'd have with any argument like that, like your emotions are really high. You're angry, but you're also like, now like, like your friendship is sort of like, you're like, what just happened? So she goes back to the couch and she just starts crying. And then... (laughs) (laughs) So I love your laugh. Um, Because I can picture it in my head. (laughs) I, I feel like... They could have waited for Ross to come back into the shot just a little bit longer, so he didn't stand there
1: <laughs> like a creeper.
0: Seriously, for as long as
2: he did, I feel like <laughs> Jane,
1: because
2: <laughs> you said it so perfectly when we were watching it. Like he just does not do brooding. Like he is brooding not looks a brooder. He
0: is like there are some actors where like you you. They would look in that scene the way you want them to look. Yeah, it's like right. this romantic brooding, the desire without... <laughs> like, they they can personify, like, desire yeah. in that brooding. In their look, yeah. And David Schwimmer
1: just does not have... <laughs> Which, honestly, probably adds to the... Ross... Yeah, it does. It adds to the comedic effect of the whole scene.
0: Except for no one's laughing. (laughs) I know, I
1: know. Except us.
0: I just, like, you know it's a serious moment, but I couldn't help but laugh out loud at the scene. Like, I literally was like, he just does not give the brooding, like, (laughs) willful, soulful, like, I want you look. No. But besides that, it's a very, like, He left angry. She's crying. He comes back because he really does love her and has loved her for like what? Two decades, like almost at this point. No, not two decades, a decade, whatever it's been over a decade. And um, so he's looking at her. He's like literally seeing her cry because she also feels that like, what the heck is happening? She gets up and all of a sudden she like sees him at the door and like they both just kind of know, so she like walks over and starts unlocking, and of course she like, <laughs> of
1: course the lock she missed a unlock. lock,
0: of course, and so he's like try the bottom one, and wouldn't it be raining? Oh, of course! <laughs> so all of a
1: sudden, it's raining.
0: You know what? Nothing sets up but, like a good romantic moment <laughs> like quite like rain, and I don't know what that is, but like mm. the pitter patter of like the rain on because it wasn't raining before that, but no. as soon as he leaves, you notice like it's raining. And then he's standing out, like, in the rain under the eave, mm-hmm. like, looking at her. And then they opened, like, the
1: double door. Of course, the door's open that way. Oh, the,
0: like, whoosh, like, the double door never been opened
1: like that. Never. Ever,
0: <laughs> in the entire show. Um, but the rain just made it so romantic. Yeah. And then, Jane, do you want to wrap this moment up? I feel like... Yeah, what happens?
2: They kiss. Wow, that was yeah. so un... <laughs> They kiss, guys. My, yeah, my notes are not as uh, as detailed as theirs, but yeah, they kiss. This is probably also one of my favorite This is one of her episodes, favorite episodes. Episode scenes, because I think, you know, when you come to get to know Rachel, when you start watching the show, <clears> she just, she's not happy. Like, she does not want to be a coffee shop waitress, and she wants to be married, she wants to, like, have this life, she's, like, confused why it wasn't Barry, and then there's Ross, mm-hmm. and then Ross is Ross, and... It's just cool, like, when it all comes together. And it's not like it comes together in, like, a really um, effortless or, like... It's a cute scene, but you also know on the other side of it is, like, they have this whole friend group. And, like, Ross has a girlfriend. And, like, are they really doing this? Or is Rachel just being kind of flighty and Rachel and, like, Mm. you know, is Ross going to be, like, another Paolo? And I don't know. I just really... I love this episode. That's one thing that's really
0: hard about storylines like this
2: and scenes like this, where it's
0: like on one point, of course, like probably us as women, like I can't speak for the guys, but you want those like romantic moments where it's like, there's finally like, you've been playing it for a season Mm -hmm. and you know, seven episodes at this point of this Ross Rachel story. Mm -hmm. And some episodes have been more geared towards moving that forward. And some have not at all focused on it. Like there's been zero progress. But you finally get the, like, resolve. But, like, Ross is dating somebody. And that, to me, like, it's just, it's hard to, like, celebrate mm-hmm. the idea that, like, you literally just cheated on your girlfriend. Who has no idea of, like, and, like any of this workup. And has no, she doesn't know the history right. of Ross and Rachel at all. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. She doesn't know that Ross has been in love. Mm-hmm. And, like, they hang out. So like as a girlfriend, I just feel I feel bad for Julie, honestly, because how unfair is that? That like, hey, do you realize that when you're hanging out with all of Ross's friends, one of them he's been in love with <laughs> since the ninth grade? Mm-hmm. That's so unfair to her that she has no idea, and then more unfair that Ross cheats on her. You know, like it's hard to celebrate moments like that because like as a fan, and I'm not the biggest fan of the Ross Rachel, I've whatever but you want that front like that fan resolution and you want things to work out like everyone's in it for the romance story you know like Mm -hmm. that's part of what moves storylines along in most shows ever there's always a romance story but it's just hard to celebrate
2: yeah like the other side of the coin Mm -hmm. you know Especially with the way Rachel was treating Julie, like, in the past few episodes, too. Like, Rachel also had chances to, like, come clean with Julie about her feelings for Ross and their history, but that didn't happen either. And she did the opposite. She undermined Mm -hmm. Julie
1: constantly to Ross. As if it was Julie's fault. Hard. Mm -hmm. Like, none of this is Julie's fault. Right. Yeah. None of this is really Ross's fault, either. I mean, he could have been better about it, but at the end of the day, Rachel, say something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
0: I do think there is like, on the one side, that's why I like the conversation of like on one side, we're like, this is so romantic and it's raining and you're just like, that did look like a good kiss, you know? And you're just like excited, but you're like, okay, let's talk about the other side of the coin real quick. There is another woman who is the woman, Rachel's the other woman, Mm -hmm. but like, because they put Rachel as the protagonist, you see Julie as the antagonist. And that's not fair to Julie Mm -hmm. at all. And yet they do this a lot in TV shows. And that's, that's such a terrible culture to, like, promote on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Well, little screen, because it's TV. But you know what I mean. Yeah. But it is, you, you're like, it is really a romantic moment. The rain.
2: It is. The kiss. And it's New York. And it's New York. Yeah. New York. <laughs>
0: um, okay. Anything else about the wrap-up of the main part of the episode before we go into the tag? Okay, so then the tag scene. um, uh, Essentially, Monica is once again in the apartment, hounding Chandler for this one last pound. (laughs) It's her life's mission at this point to get him down to his pre gaining 10 pound weight, so 10 pounds less. One pound to go. He's like, you know what? Fine. I like this one pound. Like, let's just keep it. Like, I'm done with it. So as a way to hinder her energy and excitement... He's a douchebag. Oh my gosh. He
1: tears her apart. He points out every insecurity she's dealing with at that moment. Which is the worst thing you could do to a girl. The worst. So low. Ugh. Chandler.
0: <laughs> an idiot. Be, be better. You are better than this. He is better than this.
1: It was sad to see. But his robe... I didn't even notice his robe because I, would, I was like, oh, I had there. to find something. I was like, there's got to be something about the scene. Like, <laughs> Some robe. redeeming quality. That was it, though. What his robe look like? It was checkered. It was black and white checkered. Um, it just looked thicker. Black and white or like black and gray? It's like black and gray. Was it the same
0: one white. he wore when Mr. Heckles died? It might have been. Okay. It might just be his robe. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. But it it was a nice looking robe. Yeah. Yeah. So he, like, he, like,
0: convinces her by talking down to her really terribly, yeah. Chandler. Um, and she's, like, maybe I'll just, you know, take a take a nap for a little bit. He's, like, oh, okay, why don't you do that? <laughs> so he puts, like, the blanket over her, and then he's, like, Whoa! Like, he gets <laughs> this, like, overwhelming, like, yeah. And then his little, like, hop into his room <laughs> it was so funny. I'm free. Like, the way he uses his body to communicate certain things is very... Like, not everybody does that. It's just, like, so
2: flagrant and hilarious. It yeah. totally equates Ross and his awkwardness. Like, they're equally awkward with those things. Don't shake Wait. your head. I'm on to Explain something. yourself. Explain like, yourself. Like, Chandler... Oh, listen. Just as much As as much as Ross is dopey and the Ross factor, Chandler equally has, like, a Chandler thing oh, Chandler's with his, like, awkward. awkward, like... He's awkward, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And he's got movements that support his awkwardness.
2: For sure. So what does Chandler have
1: that Ross does? Humor. Attractiveness? You. Okay. This <laughs> is not a battle you're ever going to win. That's FYI. not true. Bring Nicole back and we shall conquer.
2: <laughs> am I right or am I
0: right? Well, and and. and yeah. So and. all of you could easily overtake us. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we'll still win. <laughs> Is it because we are the hosts of the, (laughs) that's exactly why. Precisely. Okay. Anything else about the episode that we didn't say, you wanted to say, didn't get to say, wish you would have said.
1: There's no other way you can say that word.
0: No. Okay. Okay. So our episode rating system, Jane, what'd you think?
2: Orange couch.
0: Orange couch. Our first orange couch of the series. Yeah. Why would you have it as an orange couch?
2: I think I'm biased because I remember the first time I I watched Friends all the way through. Mm -hmm. And like this episode just, like you were plugged in. And so I think, and I don't know, I always think of the scene where Rachel's like leaping from the couch onto Ross and like, (laughs) you know, and Ross's face is dropped. Like you were like into me. And, you know, mm. the kiss scene. I just love it. Okay. Like, you can start to see that things are coming. I don't know. It's, like, a very small climax. But, like, you can sense that the show's pivoting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or at least their storyline yeah. is, mm-hmm.
2: yeah,
1: turning a corner.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Llewellyn? Um, I'm going to give this one a central perk. Okay. Um, I, as much as I despise Ross... And I don't really care for the whole Ross Rachel dynamic. Um, I really appreciate this episode, mm-hmm. just because it, you know, it finally it is revealed that Rachel likes Ross. With mm-hmm. um, just this tension that's been going for the last six episodes, so to get that like wrap up and like, okay, he knows now. Let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like you had mentioned, like I don't think it's fair how they are treating Julie in this situation. Granted. I don't think Ross is thinking at all. So that's probably why. Um, But so I I enjoyed that, which is why I kind of gave it a higher rating. But I also enjoy that because this is such like a tension seeking scene and dynamic, I enjoy that they added the comedy with the other two like pairs, like Mm -hmm. Monica and Chandler and the whole working out thing. And then Phoebe and Joey Joey with the whole, Guy thing. Yeah. So, like, those two are dealing with their own insecurities, but they put the comedy spin on that while you have such a heavy, like, with Ross and Rachel. So, Mm
0: yeah.
1: I appreciate the, like, different dynamics. So it didn't all just feel like, whoa, like a weight, you know? Yeah. So I thought it was well, like, rounded. Yeah. And of course, it moves the plot forward dramatically.
0: Yeah. I agree with you, Llewellyn. I actually was going to give it a central perk as well,
1: which is the first time that we've ever, no, maybe it's not. It's the first time we've gone into the top three, you and I.
0: You are correct. That is true. Yep. So I'm going to give it a central perk as well, pretty much for all the things kind of similar to what you said. Um, The, obviously you can't help but appreciate the, I just love the entirety of the scene in the cafe at closing. Um, I think all of their point. like I said, I just think the writers did a great job at accumulating all of the miscommunications and mistimings of the entirety of their relationship up to this point, how heartbroken Ross was over the last year and how he has been suppressing his love for Rachel over the last, you know, however long it's been, you know, since the ninth grade and how Rachel's like, I don't understand why you wouldn't have like just told me about it so I can make an educated decision about it. Um, I just think they did a great job, and the entire scene, I think, really overshadows the other two storylines. Um, everything was built up to this scene in the entire episode, and I just think they nailed it out of the park with this scene. Um, I think just with because the other two storylines aren't as strong, like Phoebe being insecure and getting this guy to like sleep with her... And it's, like, humorous, like you said, Llewellyn, but also um, Chandler and Monica also having this humorous, like, those weren't story drivers, so I didn't put it lower, um, but I didn't put it higher because of those things as well. So Central Perk it was. Okay, so in this post-show now, um,
2: Jane, mm-hmm. anything you'd recommend to a friend? Yeah, a podcast. Okay. Um, the one with friends. <laughs> wow! Uh, not wow. really. Wow. <laughs> um, well, yes, but also no. We totally yeah. No, tell us more about that. <laughs> oh That's gosh. hilarious. No, but really, a podcast. Um, I've listened to it on and off for maybe two years. Um, it's by Emily P. Freeman, and sorry, I'm looking it up right now. It's called The Next Right Thing. I just wanted to make sure I said that right. So she is, um, I don't know, she's a, an author and I'm not really sure like how she would qualify herself, but the podcast is about 15 to 30 minutes and her big thing is decision fatigue. So her goal is to kind of, um, give you ways to like, Manage decision making in your life Mm. um and it's not like a I don't know her temperament is just very like soothing and calm and um like I listen to it in the morning um and probably five out of seven days a week like I listen to it I love it couldn't I can't recommend it enough um and she just gives you like she's Christian so she does give you like a prayer um sometimes it's scripture based but it's not it's like also really practical at times and Not that Christian things aren't practical, but I don't know if I'm really selling this, but I really love this podcast. I love her Instagram. Um, I don't have her book, but I'd be interested in getting that too. Um, But She's just cool. And I like her approach to the world. And I like how she talks about making wiser decisions to make your life easier. Mm -hmm, Nice. mm -hmm, Cool. Yeah, that's my thing.
1: Llewellyn? Yeah, um, so I would recommend I would recommend Nike Run Club app. It's an app you can get on your phone. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's always been free or just because of COVID. I'm not sure. I only started using it this year, but um, I like took a hiatus for a while, taking of not running, um, and I really wanted to get back into it. So a couple months ago, someone told me about this. I downloaded it, and basically, they've got like a lot of guided runs that you can do. Um, and I'm one to listen to music when I run because I need like the motivation Mm. and like the pump up, you know, to get me out there. But I decided to give this a shot. So like on the guided runs, like there's different ones based on like the mood that you're in and the distance you want to go. And, um, there's a person on there that like basically just motivates you and they do anything from like asking you questions to think about while you're running to giving you facts about Like, at this point in your run, you should be feeling this, and this is why your body's feeling that. So it's, like, it's almost like a, like, inspiration as you're running. And then, like, you can also have your music onto the background. So it's, like, you're getting both of the, like, motivation that you need. Um, And then they also have, as part of that... Like, if you're looking to do, like, a 5K or a marathon or a half marathon or something coming up, they have, like, plans to help you get there. So, like, every week they, like, build a plan for you. This is what you should do. These are your rest days. This is the strength training you need. So it's, like, a built-in everything. Um, so, yeah, I would say if you're already a runner and you need a new app, if you don't like running but you want to start running, like, it's a great app to get. Um, it also has like a mindfulness one. so it kind of like pairs with another app. I haven't done that one yet, but it helps those people that like just can't get past the mindset of I can't do this um, by asking you like questions to help you get there. So it's a really cool app. Um, and if you use Nike shoes, you can like put your shoes in there and like it'll kind of track like how long you use them, which is a nice little fact. I don't use Nike shoes, but it's a cool fact. So hmm. I would recommend Nike Run Club app to a friend
0: love it awesome I'm going to wrap it up with a book (laughs) this is my what 19 year old self 17 year old self coming out of retirement (laughs) what I'm going to recommend Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer you guys seriously Jane no (laughs) no Wait, she you know. is the famous author of the Twilight Saga. She's come out with the fifth book. Well, technically a mm. sixth. It's within the series, but instead of it being from Bella's perspective, it's the first book all from Edward's perspective. So mm. we start to see the difference of the storyline, the more tumultuous past, like his brain, like his train of thought. Um, even uh, everything up to her, like um, book dedication. She writes it in such a way that you're like, your 17-year-old self feels so seen. You're like, <laughs> she's like, we met like 15 years ago and we hope all your hopes and dreams have come to... P-. Like, she just knows Aww. who her audience is, which I think is amazing because she knows it's all the now late 20 to 30-year-olds who are reading this book because mm-hmm. it is the long-awaited next book, which is technically a first book in the series, but all from Edward's perspective. So mm-hmm. I would recommend Stephanie Myers, Midnight Sun... To a friend.
1: It's so funny, because I feel like a lot of books are doing that. like <laughs>
0: double perspective.
1: Like, yeah, like, they're coming out, like, the fourth or fifth, like, the last book is, like, the new perspective. Like, I'm mm. thinking in the Divergent series, we're all in Triss's perspective, and then they, they released four after it. That was in, like, four's perspective, which is just, like, funny. Oh, that I didn't like know they did that. Yeah, that different books and authors are doing that with their series. Mm-hmm. It's like, because people ask that question, they're like, oh, I, lo- I mean, I love it. I love the whole series, but, like, what is he thinking because like one of the major things I can't wait for is in the second book.
0: I don't even know the order of them. New moon. Um, Edward disappears for a while. Like he leaves Bella. So like, what is he doing through that entire absence? Well, we'll get to know when we read like his perspective. So it's, Hmm. it's such a great way, honestly, for artists and like authors to keep their branding moving forward without having to like think of, I mean, obviously they have to create an entire new narrative, right? but right. they get to... that's it's a similar storyline. Exactly. But they get to reimagine the entire story from someone yep. else's perspective. So I love it. Me and my best girlfriend are actually reading the book together. So what we'll do is we'll call each other at night. Not every night. We just set up certain like reading days mm-hmm. and we'll call each other or FaceTime and we'll set our phones down and like... I'll read like, you know, 10 pages, then she'll read 10 pages. So we're literally reading through the book together because we read those books back in the day separately. So we're like, let's, mm-hmm. let's like reimagine a book club where you'd come and talk about it. We're like, let's just actually read the book together.
1: 2020 book clubs, y'all. 2020 <laughs> book clubs.
0: <laughs> so recommend to a friend. Um. Okay. Well, that wraps up this episode. And next week we're going to cover the
1: one with the list. So. We will catch you next week on the One with Friends podcast.